0: grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you.
1: And also with you.
0: Let's turn and greet one another. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church on this relatively dry morning considering the weekend that we've had. If you are visiting with us we're especially glad that you're here and in each one of the pews near the center of, of the pew there should be a, a friendship pad. It's a black folder. We'd love to have you fill it out and let us know that you're here with us today whether you're regularly here or visiting with us. In the announcement sheets uh, inside your bulletin, our connections, lots of things are happening. We're taking sign-ups for our women's retreat with Linda Roberts, which will be in March. It's a wonderful weekend. You can sign up at the CART, which is over in Tank Hall or online. Also on Friday night, we were rained out for third Friday. We rescheduled for this Friday night, and uh, the uh, Laguna Band cannot be here, but we have a special video version of Hollywood music that we think will be lots and lots of fun. So if you signed up, uh, we'd like you to confirm at the cart today whether you can come, so we have sort of account. And if you didn't sign up but would like to come, you can do that and you can read more about what's going on there. Our new members class, our new members orientation starting point, is going to be April 2nd. Some of you have been asking when that would be. That's a Sunday morning at 10. And our book talk group, is a week from this Tuesday. You can see the information about the book that we're reading, The Truth According to Us. It it takes place during the Depression in West Virginia, and uh, we no longer have those available at the cart, but you can get it online if you haven't read it yet. Um, Also, the first Saturday of March uh, for the Patriots Day Parade. And first Saturday of March is like two weeks from yesterday. This is really close. Um, uh, Patriots Day, our preschool is going to be having a float wishing us happy 100th birthday. And we will be serving cupcakes in the Rose Garden afterwards. And many of you have signed up to bring the cupcakes, which is wonderful. We also need some people to help serve the cupcakes because it actually could be a bigger crowd than we have on hospitality night. So if you would stop by the cupcake cart and sign up to uh, come and help hand them out and that sort of thing, um, that's also over in Tank Call. We could use a few more cupcakes and we'd love it if you'd make them yourself, but if you really can't do that and you want to give some money for somebody to buy them, we can make that work. But we'd hope that you make them yourself if you can. also, you can see that Linda White is going to our choir director is going to be going back to a ministry in Cuba in March, and you can see how you can help participate in that ministry right there in the connections. Uh, also, Ash Wednesday is a week from this coming Wednesday, so it's 10 days away. Lent begins. Um, for Lent this year, we uh, as normal, we will be handing out a, a no charge. Lent devotional that's very short for each day. If you would rather have something that's a little longer and a little more meaty, uh, we have a book out on the cart today by Walter Brueggemann that's called A Way Other Than Our Own, and that is $10 at the cart if you would like to have that, because you'll want to start reading that a week from this Wednesday, because that's Ash Wednesday. Our service on Ash Wednesday here will be at 7 p.m. It's a service of ashes and also of communion. Also, the flowers today are celebrating an anniversary. Darylin and Ken Carnellison, 27 years. I bet they're off celebrating. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord.
2: Let us pray. Everlasting God, you are the God who created everything that there is. You caused the sun to shine and the rain to fall and the snow to come down. And you promise that as your word comes from you, in your church and throughout the world, you cause it to bear fruit. And so we ask this morning that you will bless this worship service. It is by your providence that we have been carried to this place. We come into your presence. You alone know the needs that we bring with us, so we ask that you will bless us, strengthen us, strengthen us and um, heal us make us whole by the power of your love
3: in your name we pray amen. amen please join me for our call to worship bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and do not forget all his benefits Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles.
1: The Lord Lord is is merciful merciful and gracious, gracious, slow slow to anger
3: and and abounding in steadfast love. He does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him.
1: The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all.
3: Bless the Lord, O you his angels. Bless the Lord, all his hosts. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. Let us stand and worship the living God.
1: Peace the Lord. thumbs up
0: The words of the psalmist call us to confession. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin.
1: So we sing, created me a new heart, a heart from stone to a heart of flesh. So we sing the verses together this morning. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. so we come, Lord. Search us and know us. Create in us new hearts as we come to you in the silence. We lift up our hearts to you.
0: For we pray through Christ, our Savior. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he he knows knows how how we we were were made.
1: He remembers remembers that we we are are dust.
0: Dust. Receive the forgiving and healing love of God through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Redeemer. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Amen.
2: The Gospel text this morning is from Mark chapter 2 on page 36 in the New Testament in the Pew Bible. Follow along as I read. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. And he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, why does this fellow speak in this way? It's blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up and take your mat and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Yet we have seen and we have heard your mighty acts. We have experienced your love through your people who have carried us over and over again into your presence to be touched by you and your mighty word. Be with us in this hour now. In Jesus' name, amen. The four men in the story had a friend who had been immobilized for some reason. He was paralyzed. And he wanted to get to Jesus, but he had no way to get there. He could not walk. He was trapped on a mat. And so his four friends decided that they would just pick up the mat, and carry the man to Jesus. But when they arrived, they discovered that the crowds in front of the house, inside the house, and at the entrance of the house, were so large, they could not move through them carrying the man on the mat, so they decided to take the outside stairway. And they went up to the roof, that thatched roof, And they began to tear it apart and they opened up a huge hole and when it was large enough they let the men down into the room where Jesus was teaching. And when Jesus saw him he said, son your sins are forgiven. Mark does not tell us the nature of his paralysis or how he became a, a paralyzed man, but we know that there may be many different reasons or causes for us to be immobilized, to become paralyzed, and they may not be all the time evident what those reasons are. They may be deep psychological reasons. They may be the chemistry of our body that we find ourselves so depressed that we can't get out of bed on a morning. We may be troubled by all kinds of things. Most of us, we fear being paralyzed. We do not want our autonomy to be compromised in any way. We want to move about freely, and go where we want to go. Get up in the morning, put our own pants on, put our shoes on. I think as a kid growing up, the great fear was polio. And ending up in an iron lung, being kept alive by artificial means. In my years in the ministry, I've become aware that there are many things that, that may paralyze us. One of the members of our church fell down the stairs of his, department, of his apartment, broke his neck and ended up on the fifth floor at South Coast Medical Center, filled with people who would never walk again. He was paralyzed from the neck down, being kept alive on a machine. And when I went in to see him, I... I looked into his eyes, and the look in his eyes said everything to me. Even though he could not speak, he he died a short time later. I was in the same hospital, having had a surgery, and it was so difficult for me to get up out of bed and to walk, and the nurse, we had conversations together, and I told her about my experience on the fifth floor, and says, well, I'll tell you something. You better get up and out of this bed and start to walk while you still can. And I remembered what I had seen. And I got out of that bed as quickly as I could. And I began to walk. And I was ready to go home the next day. We have experiences with loved ones, don't we? My own dad went blind four years before he died. And we had to mobilize all the resources of our family to get him to the places where he needed to be. In many ways it was heartbreaking. He wanted nothing more than to see again and we took him to UCLA and USC to the medical schools and there was nothing that could be done, and the final journey of his life, I took him back to Texas on an airplane, and that was a trial in itself, trying to carry and guide and direct a loved one into a place of security and care. My mother lived to 102 years old. And she ended up not being able to get out of her bed and dependent totally on machines and people to lift her out of bed into the wheelchair. My friend John McCrary, who I married on December 31st, 1973. He gave me a picture of me signing his marriage license. It hangs in my office at home. He disappeared for many years out of my life. I had heard rumors, but one day he rolled in his machine operated, battery operated wheelchair into my office and told me how he had discovered Jesus. He'd been riding his horse and hit a branch and it knocked him off his horse and paralyzed him from the neck down and he'd found Jesus and he wanted to be baptized and we baptized John when we were worshiping in our fellowship hall. His wife at the time gave me a picture of me baptizing John and the pictures in my office and he passed on not too long after that. Paralysis comes in many different ways. You see the picture of the little Syrian boy this week who both of his legs were blown off below the knees, a 10-year-old little boy, and he was crying out for his daddy to come pick him up and carry him. It seemed to me that cry frames all of human history. It frames my life. It reminds me of the brokenness and paralysis of our world. But this is into the, the world into which Jesus came. And it's a test. It's a trial for those of us who find ourselves in these situations of paralysis. Our speaker this week at our pastor's retreat Mark Roberts shared the story of his own father dying of cancer over four years' time and in great suffering and pain. And Mark said, as a young boy and a young man, he, if it had not been for the members of his church, of their church, the family church, who every day over those four years brought food to them, that he would have lost his faith and become an atheist. Because he could not understand why a good God would allow a good man to suffer in this way. He said, those people held my family. I think of how many dinners have been brought to members and families of our church. How many flowers have been delivered by our deacons. How many times all of us have been comforted. It seems that the way that God in Jesus who has come to us to deliver us from the power of sin and to heal us, how many times God uses just our brothers and sisters in the life of the church, people who love us, who know us best to come to us to hold us, to lift us up To bring us into the presence of Jesus. And that's why we're here this morning. Every one of us knows that there's some paralyzed part of ourselves that needs to be healed. It may be relational. It may be physical. It may be in our desperate search for meaning and hope for the future. We know we need someone to come, put their arms around us, see us, empathize with us, feel with us, and carry us into the presence of divine love, promising not to let us go. One time in the hospital, one of my dearest friends, he said, what can I do for you? He said, can I bring you a milkshake? I said, that would be wonderful. And he came and brought that wonderful strawberry milkshake. And it tasted so good. But what was best about it was his presence in the room with me, my friend. I thought about all these things as I, as I listened to David Brooks's sermon from the washington national cathedral last last sunday actually he's the commentator on pbs and works for the new york times you may not like the newspaper but he's a conservative voice he was speaking in the national cathedral and he was he was talking about that building that had been such a source of comfort for him Over the years, he lives just a few blocks away and he says, Often I come into this place and here are the symbols of the word and the sacrament and all the saints. And here is a profound beauty in this building, in this Gothic building. One side of it lifting up to its height, threatening to fall down upon us. Another side coming up and the pressure in between holding the ceiling up. He says we build these buildings but these buildings build us also after we have built them. And our experience of the beauty of the transcendent glory of God draws us into the depth of meaning and purpose into the reality of God. He shared three or four years ago he was in despair deeply troubled about the life of a loved one and he came to the surrounding gardens, as he often did. he had a, a special tree there. It was a holy place for him, where he often would sit and meditate in the context of that beauty in a capital, he said, that is so filled with chaos and brokenness. he said, "How important is the beauty of this place?" I thought about it in terms of. Laguna Presbyterian Church, and our building, and being built by this building. He said he sat under the tree that night, and by accident, his good friend, who's now his fiancée, came to the park at the same time, and found him weeping, and she put her arms around him, and he said, she prayed for me. And he said, it's the most authentic prayer I have ever prayed. And she took me down into the small chapel. And in that small space, God showed up. And began to heal me. And to sustain my life in ways I had never experienced So the God that we worship this morning is the God who carries his people out of Egypt into the freedom of the promised land, who says through his prophets, when you were young, I lifted you up, I carried you. I lifted you to my cheeks like I would lift an infant as your parent. I loved you. I am the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and they shall run and not be weary or fall because they are held in the everlasting arms of the love of God. And so collectively, the members and friends of this church carry us this morning to the table of our Lord. And here we are fed with the bread of life and the cup of salvation. Here we meet Jesus. And we're not alone. We've been carried and born for this moment It's not an accident. We are here, and the Lord wants to touch us and bless us. So as you come to the table this morning, you will receive the elements on this table, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whose love we cannot be separated, but also the anointing oil for those who choose to receive a blessing through a saint that places the oil upon our head. May God give us the freedom to ask him for the wholeness that we need. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: The humble, raise them high. You choose the weak and make them strong. You heal our brokenness inside and give us life. Same love that set the captives free. And speak the words You are mine You call the sin
3: Let us pray. Almighty God, we praise you for the infinite love which sent your Son among us, the perfect image of the Father, splendor of the glory of God. Through Christ, your never-failing love heals our souls, satisfies our needs, and shows us the way to follow you. Let our lives reflect this love and so return to you all praise and glory by all that we say and do. We look to you to bless these offerings, that we might continue to share the good news, encourage your people along in their faith, and to empower your church to make a difference in this world. We ask this now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. You may be seated. And
2: so Jesus said to those who questioned in their hearts whether or not he was blaspheming, he asked Which is easiest to say? Son, your your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, take your mat, and walk away to home. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to you, stand up, be delivered of your paralysis, be made at this table we are reminded that it is by his wounds that we have been healed that in a mysterious way he has borne all that has broken the human condition and carried all the burdens of our sin and sorrows and paralysis he's carried it all brothers and sisters and he wants to heal us in whatever way we need to be healed he alone knows how deep our need is so the church gathers around the table the table of the Lord and Jesus promised that people will come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in his kingdom and That And as often as we break this bread and drink from this cup We proclaim the Lord's death until he comes and we become the beneficiaries of all his blessings. Let God love you this morning and fill you up with his blessing as you come to his table. Let us give thanks.
0: Mighty God, we thank you for creating the world and calling it good We thank you for making us in your image, for the breath of life, the gift of speech, and the freedom to respond to your call on our lives. You carried your people out of Egypt. Great and wonderful are your works, Lord God Almighty. Your ways are generous, just, and true. Your people of all times and places, we lift our hearts in joyful praise. When we rejected your ways, you did not reject us, but continued to carry us and love us by sending your own Son, Jesus, who shared our weakness and was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin, who suffered and died for us. You have raised him to rule the world and given him a name above every name, Lord and Christ. We praise him, and we glorify you, great God our Father. Send now your Holy Spirit, so that by your power the bread we break and the cup we bless may be for us the body and blood of Christ. Accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving as a living and holy offering of ourselves, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen, until the day when your kingdom comes in its fullness and your will is done on earth as in heaven. Even as we pray together for the coming of that day, saying, Our Father, Father, who who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom
3: come, thy thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give Give us this day our daily bread
2: and forgive us our debts
3: as we forgive our debtors. And And lead us us not not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me.
2: In like manner, after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This morning, he is here. Spiritually, Jesus is here. He knows us each by name, and he loves us, and he wants to bless us and make us whole. Come to his table with our elders. Please come and our anointers. There will be an anointing station at each uh, serving place. You can receive the elements, walk them by to your seat, or you can receive the element and be marked with the oil of blessing. One or both. You have the freedom.
1: A welcome field Where even the water is still A pasture made for rest In the arms of holiness Where mercy gently sings And thirsty hearts can drink to there
2: and in death we belong to God through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father and the communion of the Holy Spirit may the wholeness of Christ dwell within us this day and each day of our journey Amen